Plus, on a topic I titled Maintaining Your Focus. Maintaining your focus. In this world filled with distraction, there is a need for us to maintain our focus. There is a need because we know that the devil, the world, and everything in need is constantly trying to make us take our eyes off what our focus is. But I would just like to start by asking a simple question. What really is your focus? You know, one said that a life that is not examined is not worth living. Even the Bible admonishes us that we should constantly check ourselves. We need to examine ourselves daily. What exactly is our focus? Because I have noticed that in this journey, many believers, they have the wrong focus. Maybe because maybe some of them came into faith, believing a wrong ideology of what faith in Christ is all about. Some people were evangelized and were told that, okay, once you just get into faith, you will never have any challenge anymore. You will never be confronted with any situation. But we all know that this is not true because even the Bible says that as long as we're in the flesh, there will be troubles. But one thing we know, in Christ, we have overcome the world. Hallelujah. I just want us to sincerely ask ourselves that question. What exactly is our focus? So many believers also have seen because, you know, based on interaction with people and everything, some people, when you talk about, you know, identifying with the suffering of Christ and all that, they don't want to be a part of it. They don't want to, they don't want to go through any form of challenge as it relates to the faith. But they tend to want to have all the benefits that comes with, you know, being uh, in faith. Seemingly, I'll use this word, using God to kind of achieve what they set as a focus in this world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They, they, they seemingly want to use God to achieve what they have set as a focus for this world. But this is not right. It is not right. Why? Because our focus is more than this world. Our focus is so much more than this world, what this world holds. The Bible says in second, um in John, in first John, it says, if, it's, if only in this world we have hope in Christ, we have all men miserable. So many people, they have hope in Christ only for this world, only for the things that they can get in this world, only for the things that they can achieve in this world. And true to the world, it only brings misery. Why? Because so many people have found themselves in the place of frustration. Why? Because it seems that they cannot get those things that they, 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 they have set their hearts to get. But is that really supposed to be the focus of a believer? What is supposed to be the focus of a believer? The focus of a believer is beyond this world. 
after we leave this place, after the redemption of our bodies, it's a whole new life, eternal life altogether. And at that time, this world will not be relevant anymore. And from scriptures, we know that the only thing we have to take out of this world that we can take out of this world is the work that we have done for the Lord. The only thing that will count when this world has ended is what we did for God. So what does that tell us? It tells us that this world is more or less, you know, the way people say it, like a marketplace is the field for us, it's a mission field. For us, it is a place where we work, where we stand for Christ and make him known to the world. The only thing we owe this world is the gospel of Christ. Please don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that we should now be utterly irrelevant because it is also part of our responsibility to show the excellence of Christ in our world. And that is why a believer has the responsibility of wherever we find ourselves, we must be at our best so that the name of Christ will not be ridiculed. So what should our focus be? Our focus must be beyond this world. And I'm glad with the teaching that Reverend is telling us, even on Wednesday, he made us to understand that this world is not, we don't belong here. We don't belong here, and so we shouldn't live like we belong here. We belong to praise the Lord. As I was saying, some people started in faith with the wrong ideology. So, and I would like to use an example like Paul was saying concerning Demas, who actually started the work of the ministry with him. At a point, he was called a fellow worker in the book of Philemon. In Colossians, he was working with Luke. But, you know, at a point, Paul said that in his letter to Timothy, that Demas has forsaken me. Why? Because he loved the world. So many people are struggling with the love for this world. And it's causing a distraction from the main focus, which is the life after here. We have begun to live that life in Christ. But there is distractions. Why? Because... There are a lot of things calling attention and the devil also is using that against many believers. He tried it with Jesus Christ and he doesn't have new tricks. We know that. He tried to use, you know, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. We can see it playing out in the world today that people just because of money or something, they will stop at nothing. The love, there is nothing like love in their hearts. There's nothing like, like, like the desire for God. I was trying to talk to a colleague of mine last week, and the way I got some kind of attack, you would think I did something more than trying to tell him that Jesus is the only way to God. You know, and this, this uh, 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 ideal, he was practically saying I was insulting his faith. And I tried to let him understand that, see, whether we take it or we don't, that is the truth. It is the truth. The truth cannot be changed. Okay, so I was talking about Demas, who loved the world. 
and he abandoned the work of the ministry. So many people have found themselves around the, the, the church environment and everything, even when you are trying to preach to them or something, they will just try to carry that form of godliness, but you know that the power is not there. They will just try to tell you, ah, we know, ah, we love God, uh, don't worry, everything is okay. Ah, we're going to make heaven. And sometimes I just look at them and feel like, you think it's just about the confession of mouth. It is beyond that. What is the state of your heart? What exactly are you loving? The Bible already established the fact that you cannot love two. You either love one and you hate the other. You cannot serve God and serve mammon. And don't forget, like I said earlier, it does not mean we should now be earthly irrelevant. But our relevance should be attached to our ultimate mission, which is to bring glory to the name of our Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. I want to quickly mention that the world, like I said, is a field and whatever we do here is what determines our reward after here. And that is the only thing that we will take out of this world. The richest man, if he dies now, if they put $1 in his hand, he cannot hold it. He cannot even appreciate it. Why? Because it's gone. But beyond this world, what is he facing? That is what we should worry about. That is what we should be focused on. And every time when we live our lives, we take and we re-examine, we re-examine, we should make sure that our faith is still focused on the right thing, and which is Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Our focus must remain on Christ. Why must we maintain our focus? Number one, there is an end. Everything we are seeing will end one day. Everything that you can see that is material has an end. And so also does our faith. It has its own end. The reason why we exercise faith, trust me, it is just to overcome this world because the Bible established that fact. It says that those that are in Christ, they are the ones that have overcome the world. And this is the faith that overcomes the world. This is the, the, the faith that overcomes the world. That's found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. The end of our faith is actually the salvation, ultimate salvation of our souls and our bodies. When the redemption of this body takes place, when we leave this world, trust me, you will not have a need for faith. You won't have a need for faith. Why? Because the faith that we are building, that we are growing now by hearing and hearing the word of God is just to continue to overcome this world. We have to continue to gain that knowledge. We have to continue to develop that. Faith. I heard Reverend Badi said somewhere during the week, he said that you don't pray for faith. You don't pray, oh, God, give me faith. It sounds very spiritual, but it's not biblical. It says that you grow in faith. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that is the God kind of faith. You hear and hear until you are fully persuaded. Until you are fully convinced. Until you are fully established. And it is all to overcome this world because of its distractions and everything that comes with it. Let me tell you the truth. Sometimes the devil uses the most unimaginable things or even people 
Sometimes it may be somebody that is close to you that is bringing that distraction that wants to make your faith to shake. They may be declaring things that is not in line with what you are believing for. They will be declaring things. Oh, you think, some people even make statements like, oh, you think, you, me, I'm not in this world to come and suffer. I didn't come to this world to come and, to come and look at uh, the buses on the streets or something. People make these statements and I begin to wonder. So everything you are just seeing is what you think your faith should be based on. Everything we see is created by the unseen. And that is where our focus should be. Praise the Lord. That is where our focus should be. On those things that are not seen because they are eternal. They are eternal. Praise the Lord. Focusing in this world would require two major things. And I will quickly go over them. The first thing is that you must look at unto Jesus as an example. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. Trust me, there are many things we still have to endure. All these things that we are seeing in the world now, as we are praying against it, sometimes you need to endure knowing that, okay, there is an end to this thing. One day, everything is going to be over. And that endurance, it calls for a lot of patience. It calls for a lot of patience. In the midst of it, this our faith that we are confessing, it will be tried. Like Reverend was saying, because I someone, he had to leave his job because they were make, trying to make him to do what was against his belief. Many of such kind of things can come our way, but it shouldn't bring about a change of our focus. Isaiah was saying concerning Jesus in Isaiah 15 verse 1, he says he has set his face as a flint. He said Jesus was looking at the cross like this, but beyond that, he was looking at the joy that was set before him. Every time we think about our, our uh, you know, when Christ appears and we see him, the joy that fills our hearts, we know that that joy is beyond this world is beyond anything that this world can offer. It's so much more beyond it. So just like Christ, like the joy that was set before him, he was able to endure the cross. So whatever the trial of faith that we may experience, that may tend to want to change our focus, let us remember that Christ is the author and the finisher of that faith, and he is our example. He is our example, and he's the one that we are focusing on. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. He's the one that began this work. He's the one that will finish it. He has accomplished it, but he prayed for us, like he prayed for Peter, and Peter came through. And in John 17, he prayed for the body of believers and everyone that will come to believe in him, that God should not take them out of this world, but in this world that God should preserve should protect from the evil one. And that is the anchor of our faith. We know that we are preserved and protected, but we must be careful because the devil will always want to use whatsoever seems to be like maybe your desire, something that you have an inclination towards. 
And that is how he forges weapons, customized weapons against individuals. All in the bid to distract, all in the bid to change our focus. But we refuse to change our focus because our focus is Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second thing that we need to do on the way to where we are going to maintain our focus is to learn constantly every day how to cast down imaginations and every heighting that tries to raise itself above the knowledge of Christ. This is one battle that every believer fights every day. And until we leave this world, we continue to fight that battle. Why? Because the devil will always try to bring distractions. He will always try to raise imaginations. And that battle, many say, is the battle of the mind. You may not succeed in affecting your spirit. Why? Because your spirit man is seated far above with Christ in the heavenly places where it cannot be reached. But our souls and our minds, it still comes every time bringing ideas, bringing images, bringing pictures, things that are not consistent with our faith. But a believer must constantly learn how to cast down those imaginations. Will they come? Oh, yes, they will come. Day in, day out, every working moment. As a matter of fact, you may not even be able to count how many you will face today alone. Ideas that will come. It may just be, in the, uh, you know, you are just entering your office. Somebody is making a statement. Okay, somebody is saying something that is going on on the news. Somebody is bringing an evil report. Somebody is emphasizing and making predictions that will bring about unnecessary thinking and, 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 and apprehension against, against the things that are going on around. But the aim is to distract and to derail. But we refuse to be distracted. Hallelujah. So a believer must learn constantly how to cast down imaginations. To pull down thoughts. To set them aside. When it's coming, you put up the shield of faith. You use the word of God to counter just like we were being told yesterday, some things will come and you may need to rise and declare the word of God that speaks directly against those oppositions just to maintain our focus, to maintain our focus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we must constantly learn as believers how to cast down imaginations and everything that tries to raise itself above the knowledge of Christ in us. The third thing I would like to say is for us to never, never entertain fear. Somebody defined fear as false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. It is not the truth. Our truth is the word of God. And it is the final authority over every of our decisions. Christ is our focus. We remember the story of Peter. The moment he started considering the boisterousness of the wind and the waves, what happened to him? He began to sink right in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Right in the presence of our Lord Jesus. He began to sink. Why? Because his focus changed. 
His focus changed from Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He looked away and focused on the challenges, focused on the problems. Fear set in and he began to sink. So in no way must we entertain fear. When it is trying to come, we should remind ourselves that our focus is not on our problems, is not on the prevailing circumstances, but on Jesus Christ. And our Christ never changes. He does not change. He is a worthy focus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And lastly, I would like to mention that we must have confidence. The Bible says some have casted away their confidence and they have lost their reward, whether in this world. And if people don't you know, hold on to that confidence to the end, may some people not even lose their reward. I'm not saying you will not make heaven, but there is reward in heaven for work that is done. So I want to encourage us this morning that we should not lose our confidence. We must not lose our confidence as we go out every day, let us maintain our confidence in the word of God. Let us declare the word of God with boldness. Let us declare it with much confidence. Praise the Lord. Let us declare it daily with confidence. We should not allow our confidence to wane. We must not allow our confidence to shake. We must not allow anything to take our confidence for us, from us. Because in our quietness and in our confidence lies our strength. There lies our strength. Praise the Lord. There lies our strength. And also, I would like to read Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, which says, Being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in us, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. That calls for some rejoicing this morning. That Jesus Christ that has begun this work is able to bring it to a perfect end, even until the day that we see Jesus face to face. This is our confidence. This is our confidence. This alone is our confidence. Praise the Lord. So let us just maintain our focus, not allowing anything, whether the scheme of man, whether vices from the pit of hell, none of them should take away our focus from the author and the finisher of our faith, who is Jesus Christ. So I encourage us this morning, and I believe that as we go out and we face our daily work today, we will know how to do all these things. We cast down imaginations as they arise, conscious of the fact that we should not entertain fear in any way or doubt. And may this work will bring it to a perfect end. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much this morning for, you know, taking our time to listen. And I pray that the word that we have heard this morning we continue to boost our faith. And as we continue to hear, whether by the Spirit or by great men of God that God has blessed us with in Kingsville Church, our faith will continue to wax strong in the mighty name of Jesus. And until the day of Christ, we stand confident in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Thank you very much. The Lord bless us today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.